you have you seem to have this mentality of uh, just learning and growing. Yeah. Right. And and to me, that is something that I'm riveted by in people who like, you know, I did a show once and there was this lady. She was uh, still is 98 years old. Oh, shit. And just now taking up piano lessons. No way. That's awesome. And it's so awesome because, you know, like I think about, uh, you know, I've been like, I'm like, I, I was I was talking about taking up guitar lessons, but here's this 98-year-old lady, and she's, like, killing it. Yeah, so you That's just... That's awesome. Yeah, just keep it... Does it feel comfortable? Yeah, You won't good. hear yourself, and you okay. won't hear me That's at perfect. all. I yeah. forgot to tell you that, Ed, so... That's good. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. I'm here <laughs> with Margot Celeste Alvarez, six-time CrossFit participant. What was your highest... Uh, finish ninth in place, and that was in 2015. Ninth place. Yeah. Um, now, on a surface, that would seem to be like the most awesome thing about you. But w- what? Because I so I met Margot uh, after a show here in Vegas, mm-hmm. and Eddie If introduced us. And what I was fascinated by was you. You seem to have an unflappable um, temperament. Right, I don't know That's you. A good way to put it, yeah. Your husband might say something else. <laughs> Fiance or husband? You guys married yet? Yeah, pretty much. Fantastic. Um, and I'm riveted by people who seem to have that because I'm all over the place. Did you always have that? Um, I wouldn't. It's tough because I'd say like I'm a very driven individual, so I always feel like I've pushed myself in different platforms or different ways. Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel like a billiard ball, like going back and forth, like being hit all over different angles and directions. But I think I've always been driven and focused to like a goal, and so I li- I'm very organized and very dedicated and like laying out and having a plan like I like routine but over the past few years there's been chaotic times where it's like it's not a routine and it's all over the place but I think I try to do a really good job of like honing it in um, or at least trying to funnel it down to create that balance or show that balance to people it's like you might have a plan and the route to that end goal might feel like it's backwards sideways around in a circle Um, but it's like being okay with that and, like, embracing that and sh- sharing that with people, I think it's something that I've tried to, like, show more recently. Um, because before, I think people's like, oh, like, start and end. It's like a straight line. It's like it's anything but a straight line. That's, you know, w- what what I always love to do when, uh, you know, there's uh, somebody uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I always love to go back to their very first post. <laughs> it's so, you're like, this is how you started? Or, like, YouTube vloggers, when you, when you see people have, like, there's this guy, Casey Neistat, that I follow, and he has, like, a, a billion followers. When you look at his very first videos, you're like, it's grainy. The sound yeah. is off. You're like, oh, there there really is, like, a, a process. You didn't just show up one day. Totally, 100%. And I think that process is something we try to showcase that now, but it's like you have to enjoy that process. You have to embrace that process because it's like – where I am at now, like you go back seven, eight years and you're like, there's no way that's the same person. And it is. And it's, I love doing like old photos or throwing back or flashing back to like 
where I was like five, ten years ago because it's like it shows the change that I've had in my life. I still feel in my mind that I'm like 26 for some reason. 26 is like that special number in my head that I feel like that's my like frozen age in my mind. But I think it's good to reflect back and look how far you've come because it gives you a reminder of like the process on all the work that you've put in, whether that's in the gym or your career, your schooling, whatever it is. Um, and it kind of allows you to appreciate it a little bit more. And it's like once you reach that end goal, it's kind of like, all right, cool, I reached it. Like, what's next? But it's like, did you enjoy everything along the way? Did you embrace it or have fun? And I think a good handful of us, and even myself, it's like, all right, you get caught up in the process so much that you don't take a step to just, like, be in that moment. And so I'm trying to do a better job of that and share that with people. Yeah, to be like, wait, this is cool. Yes. Even with stand-up, it's <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm like, I'm flying from L.A. to Vegas, which is something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And perform in Vegas. And I'm like, this is cool. So cool. And and I think because, like, you know, you get used to to performing or, you know, doing CrossFit or being in a limelight, that it becomes normal to you. And you start to think that this is everybody's normal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no it's 100 percent. like you, you're right. in that environment you're around those people at the same level you're right. with other comedians i'm yeah. other athletes yeah. and then you're like oh man it's just da, da, da. and then you kind of step outside that round and you're like wow like it's kind of a crazy thing like man i have my own business and i'm a competitive athlete and i've done both for the past couple of years it's like man like give yourself a pat on the back or like give yourself a pat on the back for all the shows you've done like flying back and forth yes. to like, what you've accomplished and i think it's again it's you got to give yourself credit for that and you got to like appreciate that the process of where you're at up until this point because you don't I mean whatever's gonna happen in the future will happen but it's like enjoy and embrace where you're at now because it's like damn cool this is cool I've gotten I've just I've recently made it a habit of saying to myself I'm proud of you Leo I'm like like when I go That's you awesome. know there are days where you don't want to go to the gym yep and you go and when I get done I go I go thank you Leo for getting your ass out of bed this morning yeah. for going to the gym I'm so proud of you I, I know that took a lot I know you wanted to stay in bed and watch House Hunters, <laughs> but <laughs> but you showed up awesome. for yourself. We appreciate it. Now we're going to sleep well tonight because, yeah. you know. That's 100% like <laughs> spot on. People don't give themselves credit enough, and I'm, I know for sure I don't. But it's like you give yourself a little pat on the back or like tell yourself like, cool, I'm awesome. I did X, Y, Z today. Like that's something you definitely got to do more of or we should do more of. But that that's that's totally true. And even if it's something as small as like taking a shower, just acknowledging. <laughs> like there are just days where I'm like, let's just take a shower today, Leo. And uh, one step into front, like step, four look, directions. I, I've gone, and I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not proud of this, but I've gone seven days without taking a shower. Were you camping? So, <laughs> unfortunately, not. And I had a roommate, so uh, <laughs> you're like, I'm just gonna stay in my room. You won't notice. I don't smell. It's cool. <laughs> That's funny. We, uh, but uh, so those day, you know, the there are days where taking a shower is a lot. And it's enough. And you got to be like, hey, I know we took a shower today, but we didn't even want to do that. So, hey, pat on the back for taking a shower. (laughs) And some days it's like, it's just like that. Like it's doing one thing outside of what you typically do. You're like, I really don't want to do it. But just doing it, you feel better. Like you don't maybe want to get in the shower, but after the shower, you're like, oh, man, I feel good. And again, that can be applied to anything. I mean, well, for instance, like you, you thank you, first of all, for bringing me a bottle of the goat wine. (laughs) Uh, I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, I'm a, I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna have this this week. You know, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it. bread with, with the uh, other comedians down there. Heck yeah. Um, but uh, but that talking about making a change and things chaotic, right? There's nothing routine about starting a new business. Yeah. Right, because you're transitioning 100%. from CrossFit 
to golf and like you, you just yeah. sit down, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stop moving. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we've done like so we've done like home production wine for the past like five or six years. We are allowed to make so much wine. Um, a year, obviously, you can't surpass that because it's illegal. But uh, we've done that, so we kind of know the process. We know what the harvest is. We know what it takes. Um, but when we decided to start the business, Alex and I were like, you know what? Let's sit down, see what it's going to take. Let's kind of reverse engineer it, um, see how we could do it. And the best way to do it was to get a license in California and do a custom crush agreement where we would take the grapes to California, have them crushed, distemmed, uh, bottled in California, and then obviously ship out of California. Um, and so we've done that the past few years, and this past couple of years and this past year we actually started sourcing our grapes and wine directly from Paso Robles because that's where our custom crust facility and the winery license is at so we just decided to do that this year and it's actually been better we've actually finished um our second production earlier this year so the 2017 is the second production of the goat and it's a lot of hard work it's crazy like when we were doing the harvest it's like all right we're gonna spend 10 to 12 hours harvesting grapes like get them all ready uh do the same thing multiple days in a row and then like try to go to bed early wake up at like the butt crack of dawn at two o'clock in the morning make sure the trailer's loaded drive for he'd drive for like four or five hours and then we'd switch i try to sleep in the back we'd switch and then i would drive and he would try to sleep but we did that for the first couple years and it's like it's gnarly your schedule completely out the window there was one time we're like yeah we're gonna get to paso and like we'll sleep for a little bit then i'll go to the gym and work out and i'll be good i'll get my training in and we get there i'm like nope sleeping boom i'm out like and it just you have to kind of go with the flow like you have to know that things are going to change and you got to be all right with that because if not you're going to beat yourself up mentally and then you're like oh man i need to be in the gym and this was hard because it's it's after the games the harvest is usually august september october so it's like kind of the down period or it has been in the past few years of the games and within crossfit and so i was like oh it's fine but then it's like in my mind like i know i need to be training like people are working out people are training i need to be training but it's like you have to let that slide um and obviously like Things have changed now, so I'm putting more focus and almost all my focus into the winemaking and into the wine selling and growing the brand and growing the company. But it's like things are hectic. It's like you might have long days where you get up, you might do some media content or you might do something for the business in the morning, emails, calls to the distributor. And then like you have the day to do whatever you need to do, like go to the gym, work out, do errands. Um, but then you might have a, we might have a wine tasting at the end of the day and then you're out for three or four hours and like, it's awesome. But it's like, again, not every day is the same. So you're like, what am I going to do today? Like, Oh, I was, I had this plan, but now we're going to change it and do this. So the ebb and flow is important to be able to be dynamic. So, I mean, with all that, the traveling back and forth you were doing, Surely you got to sample your product as you're going along. Oh, totally. 100%. So, like, is there? Are we drunk driving here? Like, what's going? Oh no, not at all. But it's like it's funny because people think like, oh, the wine industry like must be hard. You're drinking wine all day, right? And it's like you're not drinking all the wine, but it's like part of your job is kind of R and D, and that was that's been Alex's title, the R and D of the company. Um, he does a great job at it, but it's important because it's like you need obviously when you're making the wine, you need to taste it along the way. Like, how is it fermenting? What's going on? Do you need to add, like, make sure you add more yeast to it? Or do you need to let it, like, cool down the temperature a little bit? Is there too much heat there? So you want to obviously taste it along the way, yeah. the winemaking. But even, like, going out and tasting other wines, um, I mean, obviously, if you think of, like, reds, like, super popular reds, or is a, is a Cab or Merlot, um, a Pinot. But it's, like, we've done a lot of different varieties. We've done, like, a Tempranillo and Garnacha blend. We've done the Petite Syrah blend, that, which is the goat. And... <clears throat> it's important to like change and try different things because you want your palate to like adapt to things. And it's like, you might try something you're like, Oh, I don't like that. Or you might try something else like, Ooh, I really like that. Um, so obviously a lot of R and D goes into that aspect, but it's like making sure that's like at a certain time and place after driving or not traveling with grapes. <laughs> when you said get up at the butt crack of dawn, 
I thought you meant like five or six. I didn't know 2 a.m. is is the butt crack. Is that how we're yeah. defining it? Yeah, I guess that's more like a middle of the night, like when everything's dark and the only thing you can see are other people's lights. Yeah, I probably went like butt crack a dong for sure, like five, maybe four. But yeah, there was a couple times like two o'clock or like three o'clock rolled around. You're like, I should, probably should be in my deep sleep right now. Right, but right. Instead, we're on the road. Cycles. Exactly. Oh, totally. Uh, what What I love is that uh, you – you not only talk about setting goals and, and having a long-term vision, but you're also talking about expecting change. Yeah. You know, and because we're not just talking about in business, but also in relationships and with yourself and that, because, you know, oftentimes you'll hear people say, oh, you've changed to the person that they're with. And it's like, oh, yeah, hopefully you are. Hopefully yeah. you're, you're, you're evolving, you're changing, you're growing, you're are finding new interests. Totally. Uh, you know, you don't, I'm not here to be the same person I was 10 years ago or 100%. 20 years ago, right? Or even totally. a year ago, you're like trying to, you, you want to keep it moving, see how, see what else is out there. Yeah, and I think that evolution, a friend of mine actually posted this on Instagram and it was like a picture of like a caterpillar talking to a butterfly and it's saying like, we're supposed to change. And I was like, man, like that just like really hit me. And I was like, that is 100% true because I feel like, Every and I think this is obviously going to like the biological aspect of our bodies. Like every seven years or so, our bodily our bodies change and the cell structures like the cells die and then reformulate. And I think if you even go to agriculture, every seven years or so, you're supposed to kind of like retill the land and like kind of turn up all the vegetables or whatever you're growing into that land to kind of have that regrowth and give back to the soil. And I was like, man, like this past year or so, I feel like I've been on that. Like there's a like a change in the winds, as they call it. But there is that pivot. That is that change. There is that dynamic shift. And I think it's important to recognize versus like trying to push it off to the side. And I think the relationships you have with people, um, professional, personal, anything, like they'll evolve and they'll shift and there'll be some sort of maybe change of direction of where you were headed versus where you are headed. And I think it's important to recognize that and talk about it. And if people are accepting of that, awesome. If people aren't, then it's like, hey, man, like sometimes you grow away or apart from people. And it's like things happen in life where you can't control it. And maybe there might be instances in life where it's like, all right, you were on a path. And then something happens. You're like, man, like that's not the path I want to be on or I want to change my path. Like let me pivot and like start that different direction. Absolutely. And I think for everyone, it's a little different. But I feel like for sure that's 100 percent spot on. Like we are de designed to change and have some sort of evolution in us. Yeah, to adapt, to, to be flexible. Yes. You know, there's a reason why people bring their leg behind their <laughs> head. <and laughs> All that yoga. <laughs> That's awesome. The, um, the, now, why did you call it goat, goat wine? So it's funny. Alex and I were talking about, because we had four labels, and we were thinking of the fifth one. We're like, all right, well, we need something unique and different. Um, and Alex was like, well, let's do a goat. And we'll, like, put the picture of a goat and, like, use the acronym greatest of all time. And, like, I love the acronym and, like, the, the idea of a goat. But I was like, if we put a picture of a goat on a label, I was like, I don't know if that's going to sell. Like, I mean, the goat acronym is super popular, especially with the younger generations right. and millennials now. Um, but he's like, let's do the goat. I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's do it. And the original image we had was a little bit more of a caricature of a goat, kind of smiling. This one's still stucking his tongue out a little bit. But um, we had we tried to use that with our design company in Paso, and they were like, oh, it's trademarked. We can't use that image. But we found this other one, which is that image on the bottle. I was like, that one works perfect. Let's do it. 
And so, obviously, like Alex was right, that picture of a goat like was really popular. And I think it goes hand in hand with a bottle. We wanted to do a unique bottle, so we had the hawk bottle. It looks like every time I see it, it makes me think of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah. Um, like a, I mean, it's a, they call it like a hawk bottle, um, but also a Tortuga bottle. So I think Tortuga, I think of oh yeah, totally Pirates of the Caribbean and like Johnny Depp. Um, but yes, yeah, so we wanted something unique and different. And so the GOAT acronym with the GOAT, with the wax top and the Hawk bottle, I think something that, is sta that stands out, especially on a shelf, it's unique, it's different. And I think it goes to, because people say, well, why GOAT? And I'm like, well, it's the greatest of all time for whatever. It could be sports. It could be your career. It could be someone in your life. And people are like, oh, like Tom Brady. I was like, uh, no, like the Cowboys, duh. <laughs> or like your father, yeah. you know? Like, like, everyone's <laughs> a little different, but I was yeah. like, it's, it's universal because I think there's been a handful of people are like, oh, what's GOAT? stand for and I'm like explaining like oh man that's amazing and they haven't heard of it and that's cool that's crazy to me because in my head everybody's heard everybody yeah time, and again I think it's maybe generations that are older that maybe aren't kind of familiar with those terms or yeah. familiar with like the acronym but uh, it's something that's catching I think especially now if you ask people like how they base their decision on the bottle of wine they buy mm -hmm. it's like oh I've, they don't know what grapes they're like oh I'll go buy the label like everyone we asked about 50% it's like oh I'll buy a cool label so it's like Obviously, we want to capture the people that don't have interest in wine, but we also want to capture people that do have an interest in wine. Right. Like when I tell people it's a petite straw blend, they're like, oh, it's because it's not really common. I mean, depending on where you're at, like I think in Paso Robles or certain areas, you'll see more petite straw varietals, like single varietal or blends. Yeah. But it's like, I think you're, again, like I said, you're most likely to see like a Cab or a Merlot or a Pinot. And nothing's wrong with those because I like those wines. But I think petite straw is a little unique and different. And we did a red blend because blends are, one, I think they're more popular now. Two, uh, they're easier to drink. They're a little bit smoother because you have multiple different grapes in there. So they blend together. They can kind of, the grapes can kind of play off of one another and create a really unique taste. Yeah, because I, I don't know anything about wine. And I, I always go by, uh, I'll go by the label. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, the price point too. Yeah. But most wines are at a, at a decent price point. Totally. But the other thing that sells me on a lot of things, the story. Yep. You know, sometimes 100%. you could tell from the label or you turn it around and you read and you go, what, a, 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 a immigrant from the, the mountains <laughs> of, you know, Paso Robles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> carried it on his back, you know, totally. to feed his mama, you know, like, yeah, you're like, yeah, funny. I'm going to buy that, you know. For sure. And it's, uh, they, I, yeah, I bought a lot of things just based off the story, you know. And uh, I think the story is like <laughs> spot on and, and that's the biggest thing that we've try to share with people is like the story and it's relatable to everyone it's like you work hard and you wind down like you work hard in your daily journey whatever that is again school gym career whatever uh and at the end of the day you relax with a bottle of wine or a glass of wine and yeah. i think everyone's <laughs> not a, a bottle, bottle, bottle. <laughs> glass i meant a glass oh yeah it's too relaxed yeah <laughs> it's tomato tomato um and it's it's interesting because i think it's there's been a lot of people that have helped us with our journey that have been like either helped us pick the grapes or helped us like just be a part of the journey, support us by purchasing. And maybe they don't drink wine themselves, but it's like, and even if you don't drink wine, that same message applies. Like you work hard, like relax at the end of the day, enjoy the process, like celebrate the successes, celebrate the struggles. Um, but like allow yourself to like, be in that moment at the end of the day it could be like sitting on the couch eating bonbons or like playing with your kids at the park like whatever it is but it's that message where it's like every day is not guaranteed like the next day so it's like enjoy that moment because things could drastically change and I think I've had experiences in my life I know that I've had experiences in my life that allowed me to kind of really appreciate the moment and the now and kind of really soaking everything up because again things could change at the drop of a hat things could be different next year or six months down the road and I think it's kind of a even though you think oh it's only one year difference it's like a year can make a huge change. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, you know, just before this podcast, 
I was walking down the street, and two things happened out that made me present is is f. Uh, we can curse, but I just. Mm-hmm. But uh, as one, I tripped, and <laughs> I almost. I didn't fall, but I almost fell. And then Face I plant. immediately was thinking about you, and I was like, I was like, I bet you Margot wouldn't have tripped. Like she, you know, she, <laughs> yeah, right. and, but but it also reminded me of like why I have my clients because I personal train do the ladder drill, and they're always asking about the ladder drill. Ooh, yeah. And my my clients are like housewives, and I go, I know it doesn't make sense to you right now why we're doing this ladder drill, and I got you going sideways, but as you get older, tripping and falling becomes your biggest threat. Hundred percent. You know, you break that hip, your your back, your knee, and and then if you're not strong enough to to get up, that's why most people have to go in nursing homes. Is once they reach the the point where they're not strong enough to get off the toilet or out of bed themselves mm-hmm. to the nursing home. And so I have my clients constantly getting up and 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 down off the floor because you don't Smart. realize how little you do that. Yep. Unless you know you have kids and you're but, picking them. Yeah, up. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. picking them up. But you know, once they get old enough. You're not touching the floor. The floor is like, uh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, need to go yeah. down there anymore. Uh, but the other thing that happened was uh, I saw a, a three car accident, and it was the guy gun tried to well, he tried to gun through it. Well, he did gun through a red light, oh, and and just I mean, fortunately everybody survived. That's good. But it was just one of those things where you go that fast. Yeah, you're, you're going through your life doing everything as quote-unquote you're supposed to yep. and then somebody decides they got to get somebody somewhere a little faster than you yeah and boom huge change you know totally so so you're right you know at the end of the day and i and i'm not good at that at all that's like the one thing I'm, i know i'm not good at is just kind of sitting back and being like all right, we're we're done for the day. Let's mm-hmm. just crack open a bottle, you know, crack even if it's not wine, but just hanging with friends or listening yep. to music or just telling myself that, you know, we can we can chill now. Totally. Instead of trying to send out that last email before I go to bed, you know. Yep. So And we get caught up in I I know I do. Like I get caught up in like, all right, do this and do that and like yeah. more and more and more. I I'm a I've always been a very like go getter where it's like the more I do in the day, the more I'm accomplishing. Like the more I'm getting like off that checklist or the more I'm getting stuff done. Cause it's like I think it's a double edged sword where I'm like, all right, well if I don't have tomorrow, then like I gotta do this now. But at the same time it's like I'm pushing and rushing, I'm trying to get through everything. I'm just kinda going through the motions or I'm just like going through it versus like slowing down and really appreciating it. And I think it's interesting you bring up the accident because there's been so many I've seen or I've been driving and an accident just happened or it's been happening and the cops are there or just finished. I'm like, man, I feel like there's been a lot of accidents recently. And I was I narrowly missed one last week. Uh, I was driving on from the 15 from like Henderson area back to Summerlin and I'm sitting in like the left lane and it's like kind of like Touch, well not, not a touch and go, but like um, like an accordion, like back and forth, back and forth. I'm just sitting there and we slow down and I see in the rear of her mirror like this big like dumpster truck and you see him like slam the brakes and like swerve left and then you just see like the other part, like the backside of the like truck come. I was like, oh my God. So I like, I try to like bring my foot off the brake a little bit to like inch forward a little bit and as he swerved left, he hit this like car who's in the carpool lane. He like went into the barrier, like he was like, not the car behind me, but right behind that other car, bounced into the wall, missed the car behind me, missed me, missed the car in front of me, and then hit this truck in front of us. And just boom, and then you just, like, see him spin around, and I'm just sitting there, like, us three cars, magic, like, gives me goosebumps, but it's, like, all three of us are, like, okay, and I was, like, 
holy shit, like just missed the car accident. And like, obviously you don't ever want to be in that apartment or that position. And I like, drove up and I asked the guys, like, hey, are you guys okay? And like, yeah, we're good. Like everyone was good. But it's just like, man, being in that position where it's obviously close to it, it's like you don't want to be close called. And I think it always has a, a spot in my like sensory because my sister, my middle sister passed away from a car accident. It was her and just one other car on like a crazy like snowstorm. And, like, obviously you can't go back and change it, but it's, like, I think I'm just maybe a little more heightened or aware of that. And so I think you have those situations where, like, man, like, don't take things for granted. Like, be present, be aware. And obviously you can't control everything. Like, accidents are going to happen, whether that's in a car or whatever. But it's, like, count your lucky stars, cross your fingers, and, like, be blessed, be blessed, and then, like, do what you can with every day that you have. Absolutely, because and, and you know, and and also recognizing though you're not going to get it all done. Exactly, and and you know, and, and <laughs> totally. It, I feel like we're both the type of people who, like, uh, I'm just going to keep adding things to my list. Like 100%. I had this, I, I read um, Kodak, the guy who founded uh, Kodak Camera. Yeah, he uh, he took his life, and in his suicide so note, uh, all he wrote was, "There's nothing left to do." Damn. Because he he literally checked off everything he wanted to do in his life. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm done. And that terrified me. That terrified me. Like, I go, oh, I I never want to be in a position where I got nothing left to do. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. I've never never had anyone, like, I guess, I mean, because I've heard of people taking their own lives and, like, different experiences. And I've had mutual friends that have taken their lives either by gunshot or whatever and it's like man like what were they going through obviously like struggling with something but for someone to say that they have nothing left to do it's like I don't know if that's a good or bad thing like if you enjoyed your life you lived your life to this fullest you're like I don't want to be here anymore but it's like why would you not want to be there there's so much more to experience but I'm like I'm like yeah you got everything off your list but buy more paper (laughs) write more like yeah do something else like (laughs) contribute yeah (laughs) I mean, That's it's crazy, crazy though. Know, like he builds that company, which you know is like it's Kodak. You build that, Huge. and then you go because to me, the the mentality of a person who builds a company like Kodak and gets it to where it is, is somebody who is likes to grow things. Mm-hmm. I'm like start a garden, like how <laughs> I, I like it made. And so like I I literally like when people are like, hey, go check out this restaurant or hike this mountain. My one friend was just telling me I got to hike the Alps. Which I was like, all right, sure. And I, I'm like, I added to my list. Yeah. I had this list called Before You Kill Yourself. And I just, I'm, I got a million things on there. So, like, I'm, I'm going to live to be a million because yeah. I got <laughs> so many things on this. But that's my fear of like yeah. r- running out of, of things, things to, to do. do. Yeah. Yeah, that's understand. interesting. That's that's crazy. I've never like had any experience or a yeah. situation like that shared with, with me. So it's interesting to think, like, man. Like, what, what else would you want to do? I, I feel like there's so much to experience because it's like our lives are finite. Like, right. we're not going to go on forever. And I think right. that's, when I was younger, that's something that was scared me. I was like, oh, man, like, I don't want to die. Like, I don't want to, like, not be around. But it's like, that's life. That's a part of it. And yeah. it's like, I think you don't know where you're going to go, whether you're spiritual or you believe in God or whatever. It's like, whether you go or you're, cre- cre- like, cremated or not cremated, um, uh, re- what then you go like when you come back something oh, else uh, uh, not cremation but yeah. I'm totally thinking See, re, uh, reincarnation, reincarnation. Yes. <laughs> reincarnation. reincarnation like whether you believe in that anything it's like obviously I think th- I, I believe there's some sort of like spiritual like you go somewhere wherever that might be um, and I think obviously the soul of us our entity of who we are like our body is just what 
holds that for now, but it's like you have a certain amount of time in, in this life on earth. So it's like, all right, embrace it as much as you can, do as much as you can, explore, embrace. And it's like, just have fun with it and make the most of it. Cause it's like, we don't know if we're coming back or not, you know, depending on your beliefs. It, 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 yeah. And, and I, I think about like, um, I try to remind myself of how I'm connected to uh, a bigger picture, right? Mm-hmm. Of, because totally. sometimes there are these moments where you you may do, you may feel hopeless. Like I think that's a part of being human, where you go, "What am I doing this for?" Like you know, like I'm, do, I'm telling jokes. Like that's what I want. My, or you know, like what am I working out? Like I'm just gonna die. Like this is all my 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 right knee is all jacked up. But when you but then when I think about um, there are these ant there are these ants ants in general. <laughs> what kind of ants? <laughs> right. <laughs> like I'm talking about a specific type of ants, but. Uh, ants, you know, they you see them working and out there doing their thing, but and they're all in this nice little formation. But then they have these rogue ants who you just see them scaring off, and it looks like they're trying to avoid work. Like they look at the slackers, you know. <laughs> but they go rogue, and and even though they are trying to avoid work or whatever, when the colony collapses, which often happens because ants uh, they go to war with each other, mm-hmm. so sometimes they'll lose the colony or a natural disaster or flooding things like yeah. that. It's the rogue ants because they've ventured out and explored that helps the the queen and the colony find a new colony. Interesting. Because they've already explored. They're like, all right, guys, I got a spot for us. Yeah. Over here, so you're gonna love it. It's got ocean view, you know, like <laughs> whatever that is. And and so that's how I I, I think of myself in mm-hmm. those moments of of despair. That's a great where I'm way to like, think of it. You know, I'm a rogue ant. My job is to you know, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Uh, 43. Uh, I I don't like man. I, I don't really see man. Like I I get it, but uh, I, I like I like to I like to be a, a man of the world. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I just I I look at what I do as like my job is to go out in the world, have experiences, and then share that with others. Totally, hundred percent. To do the things that most people can't aren't doing or yeah. can't do. I think that's a great way to think of it because I think there's a lot of people out there that maybe don't have the opportunity or aren't bold enough to take a chance to do it. So it's like maybe people get to live through you or they get to like laugh and like enjoy life through your experiences. And yeah, you think, oh, I'm just telling jokes. I'm a comedian. But it's like, I mean, I personally love comedy shows and I love going to like comedy shows to hear because one, you're like telling life, you're telling truth, but you're making fun of it and you're making like a joke out of it but it makes you kind of realize like you put things in perspective where you're like you might take things so serious and it's funny because when we went and we first saw you at um the comedy show and you're talking about your exercises i was rolling because it's funny like you think about what like you compete i've competed i do competitive crossfit but it's like at the end of the day it's just exercises like yeah. we're working out like we're working out really fast and there's people out there that'll make fun of crossfit like oh you guys just work out really fast like that's cool bro but it's funny but i think it puts things in perspective and i think it's really good because it again we get so caught up like in that rat race of like the next thing or the list or to do and blah 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 and it's like that's good because it has a purpose and you have goals and it allows you to work towards that but it's also really good to like take a step back and relax like sit back and just enjoy the experience or enjoy kind of laughing at yourself and if you can't laugh at yourself or laugh at what you do then it's like are you like are you just so serious that you can't really like just take a moment to be right but, to see I mean, how, that's my perspective. to see the ridiculousness of exactly. it. It's like it's all ridiculous, yeah. you know, because it's all gonna be destroyed. But it it's also 
like what drives you. It's also what gets mm -hmm. you out of bed. I mean, people talk about food and caffeine, and there was this. Uh, I'm reading um, the Untethered Soul. I think it's called Untethered okay. Soul. I, like I'm reading, I'm not even sure. <laughs> um, and <coughs> he's talking about energy mm -hmm. and how so many people walk around thinking that they don't have energy to do this or do that or. Um, I'm this, or I'm just too, uh, I just can't get out of bed today. Yeah. And he's like, it, it's really how you are perceiving your world and your situation. Because we've all had that situation where, like, you didn't want to get out of bed, you didn't want to do anything, but then you get that phone call. You know, you get from that girl or that guy or from, uh, uh, you know, a potential client or mm -hmm. whatever it is, and all of a sudden... Boom. Yep. You're so excited. You're like, oh, what's up? Oh, I'm out of bed. Or, my or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, you start talking, you start shooting the shit and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you're up, you're, you're doing laundry, you're working out. You're, yeah. you, you know, you're making your little kale smoothie, you're shaving and showering. <laughs> you're out the door. You start a business. You write a book. That's you know? awesome. And, and that energy was there mm -hmm. the whole time. But for whatever because of whatever story you were telling yourself or, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, yeah, sometimes physiologically I, I get it. There are just times where you need a, a day in bed, yeah. but for the most part, like you can, you can get up and get stuff done. Yeah. And I think it's, our mind is so powerful. Like, I don't think we, we as humans give it enough credit, like your mindset and how you approach the day. Like, it's definitely like people say like, Oh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or yeah. I woke up on the right side. Like, yeah, it's okay yes or no like yeah you stub your foot and then you hit your head and like it could be a myriad <laughs> of things that happen but it's like hey man like change your outlook or change your attitude and it's tough because there's been some days where like you just get in this like gutter sometimes and you're just like man like it's one thing and the next thing you're like all right just stay positive like i got this like things will change and then it lets again and you're like son of a like yeah. all this shit but it, and it's tough because there are those days that you have where you're like you're down and you're out but it's like Sometimes you need those days to understand like how bad it is or how like, all right, I'm, I need to get, I need to pull my head out of my ass. I need to like get focused. I need to like focus on the positive. I need to change my outlook on whatever it is. And I've usually been a very positive outlooking, like look at the glass half full, like very optimistic, mm -hmm. really high energy, love going out with people. Um, and I've noticed like, depending on like challenges that you come in your life, there will be days where like you're down and out and you're like, man, like today is not the day where I'm like conquering the world, but that's okay. Like there's, there's another day for that, but Absolutely. it's like, as long as you're okay with that and like, you don't beat yourself up. Cause then that, 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 that little divot that you're in becomes bigger and bigger and you're sinking yourself down, down, down. Then it's like, it's going to be harder to get yourself yeah, out of that. Absolutely. I, uh, I had a train of thought there and I could, I completely forgot what I was about to say. Um, but, um, I saw you shooting guns. Oh yes. Speaking, talking about living life. And, uh, <laughs> so like, is that was that a one time thing? So or? I've done, I've I've gone shooting a good handful of times. The most recent one was April, March, April. I think March. I can't remember. I think it was March. And we went out with uh, Brian from PFC Training. So they have that's actually down here in South Vegas, or okay. I guess out into the Strip. But they do a lot of tactical training, um, like either ex military for like protective services or executive protection. They call it EP, um, and that's actually kind of interesting. Of when I went shooting, I was like, man, this is, this is, I'd like to get into this more. And I've always been, um, advocate of like learning and pushing yourself into a new environment to like, obviously protect yourself. I mean, I've lived in Montana where like bears and deer and all these animals are prevalent. Um, and so obviously being knowledgeable of how guns work and what you need to do safety wise, I think it's really important. Um, 
back when I was that most recent video you saw probably was for our, for training for the Rogue Invitational. We had uh, an event that was similar to like a biathlon that you see in the Olympics. It was skiing and then shooting while like your heart's elevated. Oh, wow. uh, so it was sitting or st- sitting, I guess, or prone and then standing shots. Um, we had two prone and then one standing shots, five shots on each location, so a 15 of total shots. So we were training for that. But I love I love being out there and challenging myself because it's like I want to be if I ever get if the world goes crazy and like the grids collapse and all of a sudden we got to protect yourself. There's no government. There's no nothing out there that you need to like make sure you got your ass covered. I want to be like knowledgeable. I want to be aware. And obviously training is, I think is important for that. Um, Absolutely. Alex obviously had a good amount of experience being in the military before, but it's like, I want to know how to shoot a gun, how to be able to change magazines, be in a position where like, if I got to take care of myself or my family or whatever, I want to be in that position. Zombies are real. Yes. Zombies Zombies are real. real. (laughs) I mean, all the people like high on like all those drugs out there, like crazy stuff, like fentanyl, like heroin, like yeah. those are zombies uh, those in a are way. Those are zombies. Those yeah. are real zombies for uh, sure. Because they'll keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting. <laughs> I've but, already decided, like when when the end of the world comes, I'm just gonna grab a bottle of goat wine. Yeah. And I'm gonna sit on top of a car, like on on a hill, <laughs> and just like watch the tsunami come. Watch through. it all happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, for, I want to see some people drown first and drink some goat wine. Yeah. And then, like a peace, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not running. Like when when I watch those movies and like you know like the meteors coming or at aliens, I'm not running. Yeah. I'm just gonna be like, well, all right. Well, th- this this is either I'm gonna die or I'm gonna have a really cool story to tell. Yeah. But I'm not running. I don't want that to be. I'm my, gonna like, enjoy it right here. <laughs> yeah. I was running with a bottle of wine in my hand. And I saw yeah. the water coming. And I just kept running. And I'm like, where are you going? If they're destroying Earth, like, where are you going? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If Earth is gone, you're not going anywhere. You're gonna disengage, like disintegrate. Earlier, you were talking about like how you had experiences that uh, have made you very present and made you experience life. Can you talk? more about that yeah so i think the biggest one for sure was my sister passing um she passed away in 2008 in january on january 31st and she was she i guess she was the embodiment of like enjoying every moment to its fullest like be present uh that day that moment whatever and i think when she passed it was it was obviously it was struggle and it was hard like for myself my family but it was something that you obviously didn't plan for it was a freak car accident on a snow, crazy snowstorm when she was driving to work and she she literally would just like live life to whatever extent that she could have and like the last memory or the last experience we had together we went snowboarding like all day uh friends all of us went up to the mountain in uh, montana and we went snowboarding we came back and i was like i'm done i'm out like no more I, I can't even like keep my eyes open she's like we're gonna get dressed up and go have some friends you want to come i'm like i'm leaving to go back to hawaii from the last semester i was like i don't think i'll be able to make it she's like okay she's like but i'll come meet you at the airport before you go and i was like kind of leaving i think early ish so i'm like all right she may or may not make it because she stays out late she probably won't get out uh she ended up staying out late with her late she ended up staying out late with her girlfriends and so i didn't see her at the airport but we had talked a little bit um before she passed but it was it was something where when her life was taken, I was like, man, like that makes no sense. Like she was on this other path. Like she had kind of like gone into some stuff in school. And so she was changing her direction. She was, she came back to Montana. She was at, uh, she went to Portland state for two years. And so she came back to Montana, did a semester of there, uh, of art and like painting. And actually one of her labels, one of her paintings is one of our labels called Cheerston. So we use that painting and we used her name to, for that bottle, wow. like in memory of her. I gotta get um, that bottle. Yeah, right I'll have now. to bring see? that one so you can see it. But um, <laughs> she was an amazing artist, amazing cook. I and mean, she was on, she was changing her path for the better. She wanted to go to culinary school in San Diego. She was working two jobs. 
Um, ironically, one was at a wine bar that she just started the week before. But um, I think, like, having that experience go, like, what, like, wishing that I could have changed things as an older sister, like, not being able to, like, oh, man, I'm supposed to protect her. I'm supposed to, like, make sure she's okay. And, like, not having any control of that. Well, that was, personally, that was really hard for me. And, like, being able to learn and come to terms with that, that was one of those experiences was, like, man, like... I can't control, I couldn't have controlled it as much as I wish I could change it. Like I just can't like that's, that's life. And it's weird because she had expressed to my mom probably a couple months prior, maybe a year that she felt that she was going to pass away early, that she was going to die early. Like she just was very intuitive. She was very, um, artistic. So I think she got a lot of that from my mom. And I think her just being in tune with that, I was like, man, like how do you have that foresight of that understanding? And she'd always had said, like, if I ever get in a car accident, if anything ever happens to me where I'm a vegetable, like, I don't want to, like, pull the plug. Like, I don't want to be that. So I think, not that, like, if she would have survived the car accident, like, if that would have been the situation, I, she wouldn't have been able, she wouldn't have wanted to stay in that. Like, be alive but not be functioning. Um, and I think what helped me, like, kind of move forward was literally that night that she passed, I, uh, I was in Hawaii. And I took a plane, a red eye home. And she actually came to me in my dream. I was like in this high rise in Waikiki. And I see her come like to the window. And it's like super crazy, like windy outside. Her hair is blowing. I was like, oh my God, Cheerson. Like I run up to the sliding glass door. I open it. But as I open it, it's like super calm and quiet. And like the wind subsides and like her hair like relaxes. She's like, I can't come in, but I'm okay. And then like I wake up on the plane and I was like, holy shit. Like it, I was like. I think I'd taken, like, some ibuprofen PM to, like, sleep. So I was kind of, like, groggy, and I was like, oh, my God. So I tried to go back to sleep to, like, have her come back to me, and she didn't. But it's, like, I think that was her way of, like, telling me, like, hey, like, wherever I'm at, I'm okay, I'm fine, like, continue on. And that, that was something that I think that definitely helped me move forward, even though that was, like, right at the time of this of her passing. Um, but I think it allowed me to give some perspective where it's like, hey, this is how she lived life. She embraced every moment. She made the most of every moment, like, I want to honor her by adopting that lifestyle. Not that I didn't have that outlook on life already, but I think that really formulated and molded me to say, hey, like, this shit you can control. Like, you can't change it. You can't go back and and reroute history or reroute the life that you're on, but I can change it going forward, and I can honor her and honor her life and, and share that message with as many people as possible. And that's something that I've done over the years. I've tried to at least share my message or my story in the hopes that maybe it can inspire someone else or it can help some through their time. And I actually did um, a commercial with Life Proof back in 2015, kind of about her story and everything that I went through. And a lot of people reached out to me like, oh, my God, like I had my mom died or my cousin passed away or my younger brother passed away. And it's like, man, like it was so touching and obviously emotional. But to be able to help someone like through a time like that, like if it can at least help one person, like I will share whatever I can to allow them to understand that. And I think that's been the most impactful experience in my life so far there's been other moments of time but I think that's one for sure like that it's like I highlight in my life yeah because I think so many people are grieving mm -hmm. uh whether they've lost a loved one or lost a job or lost their health you know totally you, I, I remember when I tore my meniscus uh in my knee and uh and you just it's, you know you're not just it's not just about your knee it's about like you, you had a routine. You had a certain mm -hmm. lifestyle. You know, I was playing basketball all the time, and I had my friends who I played basketball with. And, and so you, it's kind of like this loss of community, too, and, uh, and loss of identity. Totally. And, uh, and 
enough people don't talk about the pain mm-hmm. uh, that they're going through because they, they, they minimize it. They go, I should just toughen up. I shouldn't have to talk about this. But it's through sharing your stories and sharing our stories of loss and grief and things like that that we realize, like, how uh, connected we all are. Totally. Right? Everybody has lost someone to mm-hmm. an accident or suicide or uh, you Something. know, just natural causes or unexpected, especially, you know, how old are you now? I'm 34 now. Oh, you're 34. I'm 43. It's yeah. like, you know, like I'm on these dating apps. Yeah. And uh, in this, uh, I was just talking to this one girl. She's 40. And she she was like, I want to hear about your story about Pakistan. Because I put on there that I got detained when I was in Pakistan. Oh, no way. Um, and uh, I didn't tell you guys no, that story you have on to stage. Yeah. Uh, so I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, I, but then I go, uh, I'm sure you have a few stories yourself. And then she was like, what made you say that? I go, you're a 40-year-old black woman. Like, you don't get to 40 <laughs> as a woman, first of all, and not have stories to tell. Yeah. But a 40-year-old black woman, you definitely got stories to tell. You know, it's like, yeah. but we all have stories to tell. Totally. Uh, the, the, the Pakistan thing, I went over there uh, to do shows. I was there for 10 days. Okay. Uh, great country. Amazing. Have you been? No. Have you, have you been? Israel. Uh, the food is amazing. I so could good. not believe the ice cream was every day. <laughs> it was it was me, another comic from Canada, and one from uh, Scotland. Oh, nice. And every day we were eating this ice cream for mm, uh, dessert. Um, and the food is fresh. And they have, talk about grapes and vineyards and wine. They have huge vineyards. And, uh, like, you know, Pakistan, the, the, the city we're in was Karachi. Okay. Um, and of course, like the the images that we see in the news are all the bombed out, blah blah blah. Yeah. And that's where we were. But outside of that is all country. Like K two is there. Like it's it's mountainsides and rivers and lakes. That's amazing. And it's beautiful. But anyway, so pretty. So my whole ten days there was fine. No problems. I didn't kidnapped. Everything was good. <laughs> there were no close calls. Nobody had to throw me into a truck and yeah. you know. Um, but then. As I'm uh, going through the airport security, coming back, uh, the 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 alo- the beeps go off. The you know, oh yeah, uh, and, and, they go, beep, beep, beep. and I was like, what? You know, because coming in, not a problem, and I, I didn't bring anything extra. Yeah, and uh, and then the guy pulls me over to the side, and he's like, and he looks at me, and he's like, oh, and then he motions, and like now there's ten security guys oh, standing around me, and they're immediately in my luggage and they're just ripping everything ripping off. everything out oh my and i'm like oh this doesn't end well you know like <laughs> like i got, I got this is not gonna go well. guys i'm in another country and i'm i am and then they pull me into a room oh my god and so and it's like you know it's not like uh you know like there's not photos on the wall or plants or you know it's just it's like a chair walls, yeah a metal you know a desk and, and a window like, no code of conduct anywhere in the <laughs> And uh, and the the and and I'm um I'm I'm sweating balls for one obviously the situation yeah but two reasons were I got paid in cash oh, ten grand shit. I got <gasps> I, have, I have ten grand in an envelope oh my in my luggage and the guy who paid me told me not to put it in my luggage he goes he goes hide this on your person because if they find it. They're going to ask questions and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my god! And so I am, I'm, and it's unmarked. And, and you know, where Pakistan is and Karachi is, 
uh, they have a huge opioid uh, because because it comes er, all the uh, it, it's all coming from Afghanistan. Oh, okay, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's where it's coming through. So, mm. and I got ten grand. Like this is for a community. Yeah, come on, come yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh huh. Like, oh yeah, for ten grand. Yeah. Right, 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 right. You're right. lying. <laughs> and uh, you know they Google me. It's like I got one credit. Uh, <laughs> What review? Yeah. You're like, you're yeah. lying. <laughs> but like, you guys just made this website yesterday, you oh know? Oh, my gosh. And the, the third reason why I'm sweating is I had just the day before gotten Karachi belly, which What's basically that? diarrhea <gasps> from, because uh, you, know, you, you can't drink the water there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, no, at, yeah. like so I'm literally taking showers with my head out the water. You, I mean, you can't even get. A drop in your on your lip Dang. or your t- nothing. Yeah. And uh, so for the eight nine days, not a problem. Well, I don't I don't remember the drop. You know, like I'm sure it's like that scene in a movie. Yeah. Where like like this is like a super zoom in on the drop <laughs> hitting my mouth, and I don't recognize it, and I just like you know just suck <laughs> it in or whatever. And, uh, and then Worst you see idea it like travel through my body yeah. and my stomach, you know, whatever. That's funny. And uh, so. I mean, I've been shitting like every ten minutes on the on the ten. You're like, bro, I can yeah. feel the bathroom yeah, yeah. now. And so, like, I'm in this room, and you know, I'm like, I don't want to say, can we speed this up? Because then it's like, you don't want to say anything. Yeah. And oh um, and then he's going through, and he's looking at me, and I'm I'm literally sweating now. And he and he thinks it's because he's like he's getting close to finding the drugs, and I'm like I'm getting close to taking a shit, you know, like <laughs> like this. I'm gonna go <laughs> like right here right now. Right, right. And I know like you're not gonna let me out for that. They're like yeah. he's up to some shit. That's and, funny. And and some and before he finds the money, and I'm watching him, and I'm like fuck, like the stash is right there, and it's like right before he pulls the shirt that's gonna reveal the envelope. Yeah. He, he sees my passport and he grabs the passport. And he opens it and he goes, ah, American. And then he just throws my shit back in and it is all just No me. way. And I was like, you could have just asked me for that at the beginning. Why would they like, ask yeah, you like, for that at the beginning? Why would that be the first? But I asked the guy, I go, what, like, what was that all about? They thought I was an, uh, a Nigerian drug lord. Oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> but it was crazy because in my head, at first I was like, like that's re- insane. That's ridiculous. And now I was like, "Ooh, that's a Nigerian <laughs> drug lord, huh?" Like I was like, "Maybe until I find that money, then you wouldn't be here right now. You'd still be over there in jail." <laughs> oh, for sure, I'd be in jail. You know, Dude, like that's two crazy. years later, yeah. Trump's not letting me out. You know, oh my He's god, <laughs> that is so nuts. Like literally, yeah. your passport is like saved you from it them pulling that shirt to like life. find that cash. So if you I'm, ever go over there, you'll make sure to put the cash just, on you. I'm just, you know, and I've seen those people who have. The uh, the chain with the passport around yeah, it. Yeah, like the thing they keep I you on them. I am doing that now. Yep. Just put it in there. You're like, hey, bro, this oh, is my money yeah. I'm traveling with. No All cards. that. It was just like, but you could see it in his eyes. He was that guy who was like, I got, like, he was, he just knew I'm he was going to get a promotion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, uh. You're like, bro, you're lucky yeah. I gave you a passport because I was going <laughs> to shit like two seconds later. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then as soon as they let me out, I ran straight to the bathroom. And that just had to look so suspicious. <laughs> but, I mean, I was just, oh, my God. And on a plane, you know, and you got that going on. It's I can't just. Imagine. You're like, bro, don't go in there. You're yeah. not going to go there for the rest of the flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's hilarious. 
Oh, um, man. I think we're at a – oh, yeah, we're good. Awesome. Um, is there Was there anything I wanted to – oh, one last thing I wanted to ask you was uh, you have a Facebook group page, Get Your Health Back? Yes. We what is that about? We started that a couple years ago. Was it 16? 16, yeah, 2016. We started like a few years ago, and we were creating like home workouts for people. So like people that don't want to go to the gym or are intimidated to go to the gym, we were just going to do home workouts uh, we still have it, but we don't use it as much. I'll try to post in there every couple months. Um, but we wanted to create a platform where people can, like, if they don't have the strength or issue or uh, or strength or interest to, like, go to the gym, they can just do it at home. Like, super basic movements. And we've kind of changed and evolved that into fitness on the go, which is what we have right now. Um, we're actually putting that on YouTube so people, there's free workouts that people can check out. We uh, we do workouts where it's like, all right, it's a challenging workout. If you have equipment like dumbbells or a bench, something simple. Uh, and if not, then like an alter- we provide an alternative workout where it's like just basic body weight movements. Right. But the goal and the intent behind that is if you're traveling or you're you're literally on the go and you can't get to the gym or you have, I got 30 minutes, I got to get in a workout. I got 15 minutes, right. I got to get in a workout. So that was the goal behind, and the that is the goal behind the fitness on the go workout. So the Get Your Health Back has kind of evolved into that. We still have it there, but we haven't tapped into it as much. Um, it's tough because I'm like, oh, we've added a few things, like a 1,000 onto our plate. Mm-hmm. And so it's like trying to make sure we stay on top of everything on all the plate without things falling off. It's a little hard and unrealistic. But um, we'd like, I'll try to like keep posting in there every once in a while, like share workouts. But I think we'll, we're going to for sure put more emphasis on the fitness on the go. Um, and people can check that out on our YouTube. I love it. That's Plus that's more accessible because, than Facebook. You know, like I, I, people – I. I, I, I hate these P90X and whatever uh, videos work out because it makes people it makes people think they have to do so much more than what they really have to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like I always look at things of – and I wasn't always thinking like this, but I, recently I, I realized, um, you know, when I do a project, I'm like, can I do this consistently? Mm-hmm. And can I do this without it? Overextending myself because I'm, a, I'm a very, I get excited about things very easily and quickly, and I just jump all in. I don't think about it, and I just kind of figure it out as I go. Yeah, and I end up crashing and burning so many times. Is that you? <laughs> yeah, that's Alex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally, 100%. I can crash and burn. We all got that in work next thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that? Can I ask you? Is that what makes your dynamic work? Right. Uh, like Alex and I. Yeah. Yeah, we're very opposite. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's I think it's something that's allowed us to done what we've done over the years. Uh, we have the we have like multiple hats or roles with each other. Obviously, we have like our personal relationship. Then we have the business relationship with wine. And before that, it was like coach athlete. Coach athlete's still kind of there. This will be my last year competing as a team. Yeah. Um, but I think being able to like design those different like hats or roles, it's been really important. It's been hard at times, like very challenging at times. We're like we'll get at each other. Uh, but it's like there's a specific role for it. Um, and I think even though we're really different, I think that allows us to work really well together versus if we were very similar. Um, I'm a lot more outgoing. Uh, I love being around people, big extrovert. Like I love being at home by myself too, like being able to kind of re- like reboot myself. Right, right, right. But I'm for sure I'm like, oh, let's go hang out with friends. He's like, nah, I'm just going to stay at home. Yeah. Or like <laughs> there's other stuff that he'd rather do like at home or like catch yeah, up on work. Absolutely. And that's totally fine. Like I'm fine with that. Like we have that relationship where it's like, all right, you're going to stay home. I'm going to go out and go do stuff. But I think that's like that difference has allowed us to evolve and grow in times there's at times where like we kind of like butt heads are like oh i think we should do it this way it's like oh i think we should do this way so it's like all right let's sit down let's talk about it like let's figure out the best way to go about it 
um, as an athlete and coach, that was making sure to distinguish, like, all right, I'm talking to you as a coach, not, like, boyfriend or right, fiance absolutely. or whatever, husband. Because right. um, there would be times where, like, very few times we'd get into it and we're like, ah, like, not yelling at each other, but, like, arguing. I'm like, I ran yeah. 400 meters. He's like, no, you didn't. You're running too <laughs> slow. You need to go faster. <laughs> like, okay, I got it. But, again, there was a time and a purpose for that. But um, it, it's tough and it's difficult and it's challenging because people would be like, man, like, how do you guys do that? I'm like, well, we make it work. We do it. I think um, being able to compartmentalize and, like, have very thick skin I think is important. And obviously having different roles and hats, like, having that personal relationship and then having the business relationship, like, that's hard for sure because you're, I mean, it's a small business so we're, like, talking about it all the time. And it's like, man, we got to, like, sometimes take a break or, like, let's not talk about business anymore. And it's hard because then something will pop up and you're like, duh, let's put it to the side. Right. So, but I think being different allows us to kind of, that, like they say, like the yin and the yang, it helps. Do you have an outside consultant or a therapist or uh, like a third person that you? No. No? <laughs> just <Right>. us. <laughs> Siri, yeah. Siri. <laughs> no, it's usually like, cool, if we need time, like we just go out, like we'll take some time, like gotcha. separate. Like, I think it's good. Like, and I think. Before, he used to work, he was uh, a nurse for 15 years, and he worked a night shift, so we'd be gone, like, week on, week off, so we had time apart, and I think it's important in relationships, and I think, I'm not sure, I can't speak for everyone, but I think, from our experience, I think it's important to have time together, but also have time apart to do Absolutely. your own thing, like, I think it's really important to, like, still be, like, your individual, like, have what you want to do, like, that's going out with girlfriends, or, well, for me, going out with girlfriends, or whatever, like, going out by myself and doing things, and then him being able to have his things for himself, I think it's really important, because it allows you to, like, have time by yourself, but then also have time together, and again, I can't speak for everybody, but I think that's something that allows you to be able to kind of have that separation where it's important. And it's funny, I just read an article the other day saying how, um, it's funny because they were talking about like, oh, like going out and having wine twice a week is important to benefit. And it's like, I, don't, I think they use you wine as like a little like attention grab. You're like, ooh, wine. I'll, yeah. Let me click on that. Like, <laughs> well, it must be like the algorithm, like looking at what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, but they were just saying how like it's good to at least like twice a week get out with your girlfriends and like go hang out and ha socialize and have that time with people because it allows you to kind of just laugh and enjoy and be in that moment and I'm like man that's so important I feel like for me like we moved here about a year ago so it's like trying to meet new friends or meet new people or go out with old friends I'm like I don't care like I just want to go out and be around people because I like that I think it's rejuvenating and it allows you again to kind of slow that moment down pull, your, pull yourself out of what you're constantly doing like right. business or whatever and just be in the moment to like laugh and chit chat I, I know girls for sure talk more than guys so I think that's <laughs> what I'm like I'll just meet up with my girlfriends and we can just like shoot the shit <laughs> I know my listeners are going to be like I think this is the least Leo has talked on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Margo, shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's great because because sometimes we're like, I, I'll record like three in a day. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and I try to set it up like, all right, who talks the most? And, you know, it's yep. in that order and blah, blah, blah. That's funny. But yeah, uh, like, because I'm very much an introvert also. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it and that the challenge for me was figuring out how to recharge because most of the things you read are, about being social and, and like we live in such a uh, in our society values extroverts and people who are social and people who are good around people and oh he's so charming and he's so charismatic and and it's like I I am those things but I really don't want to be I want to like I want to read a book like mm -hmm. I'm just like I got I have a million books like real but like I don't on your to do list yeah to I got my list. to do list yeah. I got things to do. Like, uh, you know, I want to get back in my helicopter lessons, things like that. Yeah. But um, but I also realize, like, like for you, I think it's, like, going out and being around people that recharges you. For me, I found is novelty. 
So like I if I have to go and do something I've never done before. Yeah. And that just I mean that and that's true for most people. Yeah. But I realize like I need that on a daily basis. I need something, whether it's a new idea or a new place or just a new something that kind of uh zones me zones me in that yeah. I haven't done before where I can be like, oh, that was interesting. That's cool. You know? No, I think, um, I think that's good to have that, like, whether it's a yeah, new spot or whatever. To know that thing that, like, where you go, all right, let's do this, you yeah, know? Yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's good. Is there, um, I always feel like, you know, on this podcast, there's always, like, one listener who is on a precipice of completing suicide. And what would you say to that person? I know, I know you're not a therapist, uh, yeah. and, and uh, but what would you say to that person before you kill yourself? What would you say? I mean, I would say like reach out. I know it sounds like cliche, like reach out, but it's like that reaching out could be different. Like it might be like writing in a journal, like expressing your thoughts, expressing your feelings. And I think a lot of people, again, I'm going off of an assumption, so obviously that's not good. But like I'm thinking the people that are maybe are at a spot where they're they're not happy or they're not wanting to be around people, like putting yourself in an environment if you if you're like, man, I'm not feeling down, da- I'm down and out by myself, maybe going and talking to someone or maybe just being with a friend or going somewhere, maybe even like a public park or somewhere that you're not actually meeting someone, but you're out and about. Because I think it's really easy in terms of a slippery slope to get into a spot where like you're by yourself, you're in a home or you're in your room and like you don't see anyone, you don't have any contact, you don't have any stimulus on the outside. And they've sh- there's been some studies that have shown like being around other people like helps, like, helps you grow, it helps you be a little more... Um, that's what I'm trying to think of the word like helps you uh, kind of like blossom or bloom where it's like maybe there's just like smiling and allowing them to like feel a little more happy. And I think I think being able to express themselves like writing in a journal or talking to someone or just like talking to the couch or whatever, that would be some like a step in the right direction. Um, I know something that's helped me through tough times through life is like journaling and just writing out your thoughts like and it might be harsh like oh well I want to write this on paper what if someone sees it it's like whether someone sees it or not like you you got to express it you got to get it out and I like I, I love to talk I can talk a lot but sometimes I don't feel like talking and like writing I think is a good way for people to sometimes like reach out and I think um if they are in an isolated environment where like you don't have any stimulus you don't have any anyone else around you just going to a place that maybe has a couple other people like a park or a library like I don't know if people go to libraries still but somewhere where there's just other people because maybe it allows you to watch people and like it might spark something inside you in your mind your thought process and you're like oh man and, it, and again it might be tough because depending on where they are in their in their situation it might be a trigger where it's like oh these people are happy or they have a relationship I don't have a relationship I don't have anyone around me blah 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 but it's like try to think of like just one thing in a positive aspect, like look at what it could just be like, Hey, Oh, I like their hair or that's cool. They're smiling. And it's like that one positive mantra to yourself or whether you say it outside or you just say it to your head that might help you down another path. And I think it, and it's hard because again, I can't speak to certain situations. I've been in positions where like, I've haven't felt the best or I have been down out on myself when I was younger. And I think, um, and I think people that are listening out there that if they are in that position, it's like there is someone that you, even though you may think like no one can, you know, learn from me or no one will be missing me. It's like there will be someone that, I mean, you came from somewhere, family or friends, someone will miss you, someone will be around you. So maybe reaching out to them and just talking and if there can be some sort of connection, whether that be a good friend or a family friend or whatever, I think that might 
set that course for a different path so that they don't take their life. Uh, and I think it's hard because when you're in that mindset, I think it's really hard to pull yourself out of that mindset. Right. But if there's something that could at least change that pivot that path a little bit, then do that. And I, I think on on Instagram, I know a lot of people spend a lot of time on social media. And it's like if there's something on Instagram or a positive page that allows you to like try to like slowly turn it around, that might help too. Um, and like saying something positive like a mantra, like writing a mantra down every single day, like something one thing that you're grateful for every day that might be helpful too. And that's something that I try to tell myself, like, what am I grateful for today? And again, depending on where they are in their position in their life, right. some days might be harder than others, but it's like that one little step, even though it's just one little step over a month or a year or six months, whatever, that one little step will get you further further to a position where you feel better about yourself. Yeah, I almost tripped on a step today. So yeah. one step makes a, a huge difference. Exactly. One step is, <laughs> it can be like, it can be a mountain. It can literally feel like a mountain. Do you have a mantra? Uh, so I have a couple. Um, the biggest one now that we've used uh, is kind of reflective of training, but also it's applied to like life and business. Yeah. Uh, but it's be accountable like to your goal, prepare and execute. So preparation, execution, um, review your work, be patient, and enjoy the journey. And so wow. that's a that's something that Alex and I talked about, again, related to training. Um, the other mantra we have is like work hard, wind down. That's a little more focused to the wine. But I think that, again, that bigger spectrum of like in both mantras is like, you know, bust your butt to your goal, work hard to your goal. But at the end of the day, like enjoy yourself, enjoy the process. Like, there's going to be ups and downs, but like try to see some positive at the end of the day and just embrace that. So I would say that's something that's gotten me gotten us where we're at today i love it yeah because you know as you were talking you were talking about like you know journal or talk to someone talk to the couch when i uh <laughs> because i have a background in uh counseling i used to counsel inmates oh, nice. and married couples oh awesome. and we had this thing called the empty chair technique where you know if somebody was upset with uh uh with a loved one or had some unresolved issues yeah. with a with a friend or loved one or whatever um we would have them talk to the empty chair as if it was that person. And in some situations, you would have them switch from chair to chair to play out the the roles, or you would just have them simply talk to the chair, just depending on the situation. And, you know, people look at you like it's ridiculous, but once they get started, it's amazing all the stuff that comes up. And you, you literally get to watch people resolve their own issues that's amazing you know it's yeah. such a powerful thing so you know i just wanted to validate what you're saying in terms of talking to the couch like For sure. it's not you know it doesn't make you crazy <laughs> you know whether you talk to the uh, the couch or a chair or the pillow totally it's it's very it, it could be very therapeutic mm-hmm. to to talk to something um inanimate it doesn't have to be always a person yeah um, and you're so right about going out in public places, there are times where, like, you know, I feel down. And just being at a park or a farmer's market or, uh, like, those, you know, strip, just hanging out on a strip, just sitting there watching people. And, you know, you get to see so many different people interacting and smiling and laughing. Some are arguing, you know, and then you you start reading body language. You're like, oh, they're not going to last long. (laughs) Oh, they're going to last forever, you know, that kind of thing. You see old couples dressed nice and still walking hand in hand, you you know. So you get to see, like, because, you know, you stay inside, and I think then you end up, like, watching TV, which is, like, the worst, 
of humanity half the time or <laughs> they're trying to feed you uh you know something to drown out your sorrow which yeah. isn't going to be good for you eat this pizza yeah, yeah. drink this soda <laughs> you're like nah i don't need either of those uh so you know and then you, you go outside and you go oh man it's it's not that bad you yeah. know and uh and it but you also feel connected to other people yeah you know the energy the energy right yeah, right you totally. absorb the energy you know i was i was telling my my friend the other day you know that's why i like to go hiking um i went to yosemite uh, a nice. couple of days ago so beautiful awesome. uh waterfalls i saw two deer no way and so uh cool. you know and it's funny because like you get to this point and i was hiking and i was it was a point where i was hiking by myself and and i uh and i had this lady in my podcast before a therapist and she was like hug the trees you know and and I, you know, I stopped, and you know, I didn't hug the tree. I, just put, my, I put my hand on Touched the tree. It, yeah, yeah, I was like, "This is right. enough, right? This we is don't better. need to." <laughs> 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 that's funny. Like, uh, no, but I think yeah, I think that's like spot on. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I mean, energy from trees, whatever energy yeah. people. But like, we all are energy. We're energy. And I think I, mean, I love nature. I think being growing up from Montana, like being out in Montana when I grew up involved in nature and having the mountains and the trees and like riding horses, like all that. Like, I think that's, that, that is helpful whether you're just trying to enjoy your day or if you're in a tough spot, like going outside and having the energy or going hiking and just seeing nature, like it allows you to connect. And I think it also puts you in perspective too, like seeing other people. Like if you go to a coffee shop, you're like, Oh, like I'll sit here and do work. And like, sometimes I like going to a coffee shop or going somewhere else outside my house. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm always at the house. Like I want to go somewhere else. So I go to a coffee shop but it's like I'm doing work, but there's also other people. And like again, it puts perspective of like, all right, I'm around other individuals. They're doing their their thing. I'm doing my thing. Right. And it's like even though we're not like social with one another, we're like we're in the social setting. You don't feel lonely. You don't yeah. feel like why am I working? It's like oh, everybody else is all right. It's like being in a factory. You're just yeah. like all right, we're totally. <laughs> we're like, well, we all have our jobs. We all have what we're doing. Like this is what we're working towards. So, so where are you finding time to golf? <laughs> In between. So actually, it's funny. After we finish this, I'm actually going to head over to uh, Golf Tech and do a <laughs> lesson over there. But um, yeah, I, just making sure I'm finding time to like figure it in. I'm like, all right, cool. At least once a week, I'm doing a lesson. If I can get in more practice, like outside, outside more practice is yeah. ideal just because that's where I will be hitting when I compete. Um, but it's just like trying to make time for it. And I think the biggest thing is like if you want something, you got to make time for it. And again, it's hard depending on what we're doing. But it's like there's so many things that come up. It's like, all right, I'm going to block out this time like to go golf. And like, yeah, like I have to drive like half an hour there, do it for an hour and then half an hour. But I'm like, all right, that's a good amount of two hours right there. But it's something that I love and I enjoy. And if I want to get better, I know I got to put that time into it. And I think it's a reflective to anything else. Like if you want your career to get better, if you want to make more time for exercise or going to the gym, you have to like allocate it. And again, it may not be all the time you want, but it might be better than nothing. And so trying to like at least plan like, all right, cool. At least once a week I'll go here. And then another time a week, once a week I'll go outside, hit balls. And the nice thing about long drive is that, I mean, I love regular golf, like playing 18 holes, but it's like, that's four to five hours that I don't really have all the time every day to do. So I'm like, I can go hit balls like half an hour for an hour. I can get some practice in, um, get some experience, go hit the balls and then go back to work or go to the gym. So it's like, all right, got to make it happen. So it's like, I think it's funny. People are like, man, you guys are doing so many things. Like you're doing this, this and that. I'm like, yeah, we're doing a lot. But it's like, in my mind, it's like, I don't make it an option to not do it. Like we're trying to make it all work. And like some days things slip or like we don't get everything done that we need. But it's like, all right, I'll get it done tomorrow. But I think having that mindset where it's like, all right, 
do as much as you can, accomplish what you can, make time for it. If it's something you want or do, like move things around to make it happen. Right. I so, love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, uh, man, I'm inspired to like write a book or something now. I'm not <laughs> sure awesome. what I'm gonna do. Uh, Margo, awesome. where can they it. find you? So people can find me on Instagram at three two one go g a u x. Wait, uh, where does that come from? Yeah, three, so two, one, I was actually named after uh, Chateau Margaux. Uh, wine region or region in France for oh. wine. Uh, so people are like, man, like Chateau Margaux. I'm like, it's exactly like it is. So that's where the, when I was looking for, to create Instagram, I think I started it in like end of 2013 or 14. I was kind of late to the Instagram. Yeah. But I was like, I'm trying to think, I don't know, like I think Margot was, or like Go Girl was already taken, uh-huh. like G-A-U-X Girl. Um, like Margot Alvarez was already taken. So I was like, well, I'm kind of, like, I'm doing a lot of CrossFit. I was like swimming in the Kool-Aid CrossFit back then. So I was like, well, let's do three, two, one, go. But G-A-U-X my name. I was like, yeah, I like that. Like, it's catchy. And so that's where that came about. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's a little different. It's funny. It play off of my name. Yeah. Like, people would call me, like, in high school, people call me Go. Like, G-A-U-X every once in a while. <laughs> one of my friends, one of my girlfriends, she's like, she'd call me Cargo. I was like, cool, Kai. Like, she's awesome. Like, she's hella funny. I've known her, like, since college. But I was like, Cargo. I was like, that is never one I'm going to repeat except for now or share. But anyway, so the Go was kind of a nickname. And so that's where that came from. I feel so stupid because I always thought it was 321 go. <laughs> and I was like, why is it 321 go? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is a stupid, dumb name, Margo. What were you thinking? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so it's a 321 go. Uh, so kind of a play of fitness, but also just a play by name. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so 321, not 300. And then where can people get the wine? So they can get the wine at uh, thevineyard.space. Uh, we also have an Instagram for the goats, the, the goat wine on Instagram. Um, we have like our Facebook pages, but we do a lot of other things tied to Instagram. So we'll put everything on there. Okay. Um, and then the YouTube that we're doing the fitness on the go workouts, which is actually fitness on the GAUX go catchy. Um, those are under my name, Margo Alvarez. And we're trying to obviously do more on other platforms as well, like Twitter. Twitter is the same thing as mine, like three, I two, one, go. It. But I yeah. love it. It's fantastic. I want to thank everyone for listening in and for tuning in. Yes, Remember, thank you. this podcast is not a substitute for you going to therapy, for you talking to someone, for you uh, calling whoever you need to call or hiking or being outside. Um, please, 1-800-SUICIDE. Make the phone call if you need to. 1-800-TALK. There's also the Trevor Project for LGBTQI. AP uh, people, um, and you can text. If you don't like to talk, you can text. There are resources. There are people who want to hear what you have to say. Uh, no pain. There's no hierarchy of pain. So know that uh, whatever you're going through uh, needs to be heard if it's if it's important to you. Uh, and we will talk to you soon. Thank Adios. you.